Hey guys, welcome back to Two Undead Girls. This is Molly and Nina, but we also this have... This is Molly, by the way. Just, <laughs> sorry. Because of my man voice right now? She so can, so we can differentiate I guess I'm speaking for her, but yes. But we also have a special guest with us here today, and her name is Kimmy, and she's a friend of ours. Here she hey guys. is. Hey guys, excited to be here. She's so excited, can't you tell? I know. I'm so amped. So our first shout out is to Nicole Smith. Um, she's actually a good friend of my sister-in-law, Taylor, and she wrote us some super awesome questions. And we're going to kind of go through those questions as we get through this episode. But that kind of leads us into what the topic is about. And it's dating with mental illness, not just dating with mental illness, like you having it, but also dating from the perspective of somebody from that's... the perspective of you having your partner having mental like suffering from mental illnesses. Suffering. Um, We're suffering. <laughs> yes. I know it sounds terrible, but that is the truth. That's such a word. Why do you sound so sexy with that voice? Oh man. Somebody at the store literally on the phone told her who I was on the phone with AT&T customer service. And oh, yeah. she told me, she asked me if I was a singer and I was like, no, I'm what? Just losing yeah. my voice. And then, how weird is that? And then she told me some kind of tea to drink. She was like, "Yeah, you should get this tea. It's for singers." And I'm like, "I already. I'm not a singer. I'm not a singer." Wait, what kind of tea was it though? I need it because my voice is fucked from COVID. This shout out. This is why I got a carry notebook with me everywhere, man. Like I forget everything, and then it just. I need, I gotta write it down. (laughs) All in all, we will be covering dating, just our experiences, dating with mental illness, dating with kids, dating with all the things. And we're super excited to have Kimmy here on this journey with us. (laughs) Woohoo. All right. And for any moms out there that have any little girls or boys that are interested in taking any kind of dance classes, my daughter takes classes at Sharon's School of Dance. We absolutely love Miss Sharon. She is the greatest with the kids. She does not play when it comes to the rules. So it really helps your kid with discipline. And Charlie loves it so much that she wanted a French-themed ballet birthday party. So she does great with all the children. And I think everybody should check it out. One of her questions was... What apps are the best to use for dating? Ooh, okay. And I've I've done like the three the top three. Like the big what? the big three what of are dating. They? Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. I tried all three of them too. All three. Yeah. It sucked for me. Yeah. No. I, it's only sucked. done hinge. <laughs> hinge is like the one I liked more so because you can do more things on it, like, and I feel like you meet, like, cooler people on there sometimes. Tinder. I do Tinder too, yeah. is, like, a dumpster fire. It's oh, just, like, it's just trash. Every, it's, like, either older couples wanting you to be their third in their save their marriage threesome. Yep. Or, oh <laughs> <laughs> or it's guys that literally are gonna just wanna hit it and quit it and have nothing to do with you afterwards. For sure. Except stalk your Instagram story. Shout out to you three. Um. <laughs> Speaking of dating apps, I have the funniest thing I have to read. Um, 
So you receive some really crazy shit on dating apps. So everybody knows that I dress in all black 90% of the time. 100% of the time. I don't know if I've ever worn color. Unless it's cheetah print. Somebody sent me a message. You're wearing red right now. It's a lot. I know, but it's black and red. I just wanted to point that out. It's got red dragons, whatever. Okay, so this was his pickup line. I dig the triple black aesthetic. Thought maybe I could add to it. What? (laughs) Yep. If that tells you anything, what dating apps are like sometimes, it's hit or miss. Let me tell you. Cringy. Although we. We had a friend that set their location to, like, made a hinge and then set their location to, what was it, like, Lon- said London, I- Ireland. Or Ireland, or whatever, and whatever, tried to find one of those European countries. <laughs> 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 was quiet, crying over the queen last week, and now she's just like, mm, okay. whatever those countries. <laughs> just meant whatever, as in I don't know exactly which country it was, but I thought that was a really smart move. I yeah. mean, yeah, 90 Day Fiance that I was like, I did that during COVID because they had Tinder World for free during COVID because they knew everybody was what that's so sad. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> so like I would once a week I would just switch up my location. I went through Australia, Scotland, Ireland, England. Like I spent a little bit of time in Japan. I think nice. um, just kind of bopping around, and it was it was actually kind of cool. Like I ended up like having. I only some... wish you w- we actually went to those places. <laughs> no, I, know. I know. Like it I... sounds really cool, but like we weren't there. My bio, all it said was, "Are you trying to ninety day fiance myself?" Oh. <laughs> Action. Action. Okay. Um, so one thing she said was, is dinner and a movie still a thing? Um, it's a thing, but they call it Netflix and chill now. No. And you it's might. not the same. You thing. might get that some food little, out of it. That's like, a little different. It's depending on how welcoming they are. Yeah. You <laughs> might get some food out of it. I don't know. I think dinner and a movie could still be a thing but for me i feel like that's still like a younger dating thing you know what i mean yeah and i don't i don't like to do movies because you're just sitting there with a stranger like but i also we gotta talk i don't like yeah especially for a date and i also don't know how that would i I don't like the thought of planning that out because what if i don't like you after dinner how do i get out of the movie can you tell that we have anxiety? <laughs> so much anxiety. I'm, I'm like, so much. Anxiety with so much. I'm like anxiety. if I don't like you after dinner, what do I do? Do I just dip or do I like just say like, oh, I'm not feeling great? That's probably what I would do is yeah, just, just completely ghost yeah. and run. I, I had to hide in the bathroom Peace. for a little bit. Sorry, I gotta go. And then I was trying I'm to I'm so incredibly awkward, though. I'd probably make a big deal about it. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. I'm so sorry, but like, I just, um, I don't like you. Um, I can't do and this. And you're not the one for me, and I gotta go. So, bye. And then everybody in the restaurant would feel awkward and leave. You sound like such a valley girl. So, I would probably just come off as a bitch because I would just be like, I, I can't do this. Bye. Peace. That's it. Bye. That's it. That's honestly, I don't know what my reaction would be. It would depend on what kind of mood I was in, to be completely honest with you. Because there's just so many ways that that could go. (laughs) But that also leads into the, like, the first question she asked, which is, what is appropriate for a date these days? And, like, that's, 
what does what what does one consider appropriate it depends on the person totally depends on the person yeah and the the problem i find with that is i don't even think i could formulate in my head what a perfect date for me is do you know like if somebody asked you that question, no, I hate now that, that question. you say that, I, have I hate no that question. Idea. I hate when people are like, "What's your perfect date?" And I'm like, "I come to your house and you murder me." <laughs> Molly, what the shade, <laughs> dude? The shade. Oh, uh, it was funny. Just um, for Halloween, guys. Just a little Halloween fun. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I don't even know what an appropriate date for me would be. What's your ideal date? My ideal date. Like a perfect date for you. Have, a perfect first date for you. I I don't even know. I don't think I've ever actually been asked on a date. Unless it was somebody I was currently like in a relationship with and we had a date night. I've never had a man be like, let me take you out to go somewhere or go to dinner or something like that. Like there, That's it's, not true. There's been coffee. What? Who asked me to dinner? Nobody asked me to dinner. No, but you got asked to a concert. Oh, well, and yeah. that, you know. I mean, I don't know if that constitutes as a date. I also feel the same way, though, because I didn't, me and Alan were so young, we didn't really go on dates. We were broke. And <laughs> how old were you guys when you started dating? He was 19. Oh, my gosh. So. Just a baby. Yeah. So, so like, it what, wasn't like. You? Yeah, so it's like he wasn't like taking me on dates. If anything, I would have the money and I would be like, "You want to go grab some pizza?" You know, and it was never anything serious. So the good old days. We obviously got date nights as you know as it went and stuff like that. But the concept of going on a first date just freaks me out. Like, what do you do? What are you talking about? Like, what am I supposed to tell you? Am I supposed to unload it on you all at one time, (laughs) or am I supposed to just like? pretend like it's not the trauma's not there and then like slowly ease you into it you don't want to do that that's why if i trauma if i just dump it all out on the table i guarantee he's gonna do what we just talked about and be like all right i gotta go go. (laughs) what's the next question um so how do you know when you're ready to date after the death of a significant other or being in a traumatic relationship or divorce falls in that category too i mean really anything depends on how much you like them if you say they're actually dead or not i guess (laughs) um that's really not possible for us to answer because it's totally individualized don't you feel like yeah absolutely i mean I shouldn't have been allowed to date after my first relationship. That's really the one that just really fucked me up. And somebody probably should have taken away my dating rights. Well, I have to say that Mm -hmm. when I was in my worst relationship, I wasn't seeing clearly, obviously. I was blinded by the light. Blinded by the light. (laughs) All right. Anyways. So, Alan loved that song. That's so funny. Never mind. I just thought of that that, uh, thing that Mason did. Oh, sorry. So, sorry. um, the voices again. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? I was blinded by him and his looks and his just, and I wasn't paying attention to the abuse that was not physical. Yeah. So then when it became physical, I got out, obviously. 
but me and Alan had already became very close by the time I had a traumatic experience with that. Fun fact. Just tell them the fun fact about the state of North Carolina. Oh yeah, fun fact in the state of North Carolina. It's not a felony um, strangulation unless you use both hands. So, just if you ever have to choke what? somebody out, make sure you use one hand. Hey, don't be concerned. Just that. <laughs> make sure you use one hand. Oh my god, guys. Anyways, they're not trying they're not we're not making fun of trauma. It's fine. No. Anyways, no. No, it's a good it's a good thing to know. If you ever are in a relationship and they're ch- choking you out, um, tell them to use both hands <laughs> so that they can get the felony charge. I'm like, I'm not feeling it enough. I need you to use the second one. I'm going to need oh more. Oh my gosh, we're the ones. I was already, you know, had moved on with Alan, so I had that to fall back on. But like, it, I don't know how, I don't know. It's different for everybody. You know, when you're ready, like that didn't make sense. I mean, when you're ready, you'll know. I don't think I've ever been ready. I shouldn't have been ready. Yeah, me either. Like, no. I, but every time <laughs> I, because it's like, I'm not somebody who likes to be by myself. So, of course, I like having somebody that I'm with. Like, all of my relationships have been long term relationships, but they were all like really unhealthy ones. And I think it's because I didn't do like the correct things that I needed to do because I was so young yeah I was like 18 and like by the time we had broke up since and we'd been together since I was 15 what's the undisclosed trauma and sometimes it's it sometimes it's you don't want to disclose it and sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't know it's there to disclose it you know what I mean like you don't know what your triggers are you don't know what certain things are and you're like trying to figure it out yourself and then you're like, I can't figure it out and try to meet your expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally get what you mean. It's uh, that kind of battle within yourself. Like, fuck, I met this person. I really like them. But I know mentally I I shouldn't try and date somebody right now. I know I'm not ready. And it's I'm speaking currently. infatuation. Yeah. yeah. That's where the problem is. And yeah. That's what got me. Good old BPD, baby. (gasps) And that goes into our next topic, which is dating with mental illness. That's kind of the big one. So here we go. (laughs) Intervention. (laughs) That's a terrible thought. Is that a TV show? Yes. Wait, you've never seen Intervention? No, we're recording. I know. but I need you to just answer that question. You've never. I'll show you Intervention. People are like drug addicts and stuff and their families confront them and why would we need to be on that show <laughs> didn't say we would need to be on that show i said it would be like that show i don't know where i was if it's a, it wasn't a fully completed thought okay if <laughs> y'all not had one of those before <laughs> what the fuck i guess i can only speak for myself saying i'm a pro in the game like i don't know how long you've dealt with it but it's been a long time. Yeah, same. It's been, it's been like, a long time coming. Uh, but this goes back to my, if you listen, was it the last episode we talked about the pre, pre-trauma and then pre-trauma yeah. and how that worked? Yes. So mine, there was pre, pre-trauma before I ever even started dating. So same. Absolutely I probably, same. I probably just never yeah. should have been allowed, but it is what it is. I wish somebody would have stopped me for sure because that was horrid yeah horrid yeah not not many good choices um (laughs) it's always been a hot mess but I've also always I 
when I start dating, I've, like I said, I've only had three long-term relationships, but when I think I really like somebody, like when I start dating somebody and like you're talking about the infatuation. Oh yeah. And then literally it's like one day you get the ick. I, that's what I call it. I call it the ick. Oh no. And, yep. but you know what I'm talking It's like, it's one day something clicks and you look at them and you're like, I literally feel nothing for this person. I don't want to be with them anymore. I want them as far away from me you as know, possible. You that's know, also, that's also splitting with mm-hmm. BPD. Yeah. I just learned that recently. I, that was my most recent diagnosis. I learned all the fun little yeah. facts about it. And the splitting, um, that's that's like a weird thing to experience. And it kind of affects with your head. But also, I feel so bad. Because I know I've hurt so many people just oh, from that alone. I have too. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, and a lot of people don't understand that. And then they get mad because you were so into them and just all on their dick. And then. Yeah. But like, how could they understand it? I wake like, up on They them. just, because yeah, we just no. flip a switch. It's Yeah. It is literally just like you wake up and you don't like the way they rolled over in bed and you're just like, yep, I don't like you anymore. I've had enough. I'm done. (laughs) It's, it's a really weird thing to experience. So it's kind of hard differentiating. I think infatuation from like truly finding someone and like you do care about them, like separating those feelings. If that makes sense, like with any fucks with your head, it's like, but do I know if I'm, doing it or not you can't trust yourself i know yeah you literally cannot trust your own brain and it that fucks with your head enough i'm still learning about bpd like my diagnosis was like two weeks ago like officially i've had my suspicions i think we talked about this before yeah i finally was like diagnosed and i was like i fucking knew it yep it explains (laughs) oh my god so much so much um so that one learning about that has been interesting for me and it's of course, it's that one you can't. There's no medication out there that can cure it. You literally have to go through a lot of therapy. And I remember when I read that that there is no medication that can help you. I was that like, I'm, "What am I off. gonna do? Yeah, what the hell am I gonna do? So how to fix it? You just you therapy? lots yeah. of therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, and I'm doing uh, DBT. Okay, I've done I've done CBT, but currently we're the new therapist that I just started with, we're actually going to do uh, brain spotting. So what is that? I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to look it up and then bring it up later because I'm not sure of the exact definition of it. But mm-hmm. basically it's like, we're going to go back to the very first, like early memories that I have. Holy and shit. There's like three. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, and But I think that's the whole point it's of brain like, spotting. It should bring out a little bit more. Yeah, it's going to piece together all the traumatic experiences in the beginning that led up to where I'm at now mm-hmm. and then that's how you figure out how to go back and fix it like where you need to start I guess and then go from there that's terrifying I know oh no I am I'm so scared <laughs> it's it's Ooh, you, you'll have to tell me how it goes I will I will I since I was recently diagnosed with BPD Kimmy has dealt with it a little bit longer than I have just a little bit. <laughs> so a little bit. She has a little bit more to say on the topic, <laughs> um, and I'm sure I'm going to chime in because I'll probably resonate with a lot of it since I just found out and everything makes sense now. But yeah, go ahead. Take it from here. Well, um, it was about a year and a half I got diagnosed with it. This is, like you'd mentioned in previous episodes, it stems from childhood neglect, abandonment, 
I've got loss, you know, I lost my sister, I lost my brother, two separate things, and it was awful. Yeah. So that, all of that was like a perfect storm, and I got BPD. Yeah. I think I've probably had it for the last 10 years, because my sister has been gone 10 years now. Oh my so gosh, it's been 10 years? It's been 10 years as of September 3rd. Yeah. It does not feel like it has been 10 years. Yes, my nephew is He's 10, 10 years old. Yeah, he is almost as tall as me. Oh my god, I was thinking about it and I was like, it's only, it'll be a year in just a couple months. Yeah. It's really died and that blows my mind. Like, it, it's already been a year. It flows. Where was she I? First hand. Where yeah. was I? When like, the, <laughs> I got so scared of the year anniversary of Alan passing that I literally just ran away to Portland. <laughs> I just, I was like, that, I, was, I, was like, like I, I can't do what, this. I, I like, gotta I go. Wanna, I, I gotta go. To do. I don't want to yeah. be here. I don't want to be around anything. So I'm going to go. I gotta go. To Peace. Yep. I think after that is when I made my like final decision that I was moving back home. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We tend <laughs> to get off topic. A little segue there. A little right. segue. But uh, yeah. So I guess the hardest part is a lot more people are more familiar with bipolar. So they have sustained highs and sustained lows. And that's what they think when you hear BPD a lot. Yeah. People think it's by, you're talking about you're bipolar. And I'm like, no, 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 Yeah. I just wasn't loved as a child. Yeah, so that hurt now. BPD so. is for people who don't know. Oh, I didn't say that, did I? Borderline personality disorder. Yeah. So, and what that means basically is... It, it's instability of emotion. So you experience the same symptoms as bipolar disorder, but it can be within a matter of hours. It can be in a matter of days. And for me, I've got a subset, which is quiet BPD. Mm-hmm. So instead of lashing out or yelling, mm-hmm. I feel guilt. I feel shame. I put all of that on myself. I punish myself. And I've been that way for the last 10 years and I couldn't. Is that why she, she's. A self-sabotage or... That's classic BPD. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Because I do the same thing. I (laughs) self-sabotage. It's textbook. When things are going great, it makes me think of... That's why I put that in in your mixtape. I made Molly a mixtape because CoStar told me to. I love that you call it a mixtape. Me too. Me too. It's not a (laughs) mixtape. Is it? What is it? She made me a playlist, guys. A playlist. I got you a mixtape, on I... Apple Music, yeah. and there's a line in a Mac Miller song where he's like, what were we just talking about? Uh, fuck. What were we? <laughs> Shit. See, now you fucked me. All three yep. of us. Got All it. three there of us. Oh. I'm having a Dory okay. moment. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> there's a line in a Mac Miller song where he's like, I oh, built yeah. something beautiful, just burn it all down. And I always think of her, because not that she did that, but, like, that's what she thinks of herself. It it feels that way. Like, as soon as things start going good, I self-sabotage. Yeah. Every time. I have a lot. I have a very negative self-image. Oh, yeah. And it drives her crazy. She hates it. I can't stand it, because I show her pictures of herself, and she's like, ew, and I'm like... I don't think we're looking at the same picture. Hold on. Like, sometimes I check yeah. my brightness. I'm like, are you sh- are you sure? Like, the brightness is going to help. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, um, I don't, I'm curious to see if you've experienced this or noticed this. 
It's like we're like comparing notes on our mental illness. We literally are. This is so sad. I know. No, um, it's not because that's what people yeah. need is that the normalization the thing of, of our grief is like we just needed yeah. somebody else who had been through it. That's, that's it. true. That's true. And understands our easy. our yeah. jokes. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so one thing. I noticed that was a big sign for me that I had it before I was formally diagnosed was that I, I still don't, I'm 32 years old. I still have no idea who I am because I can chameleon myself. Yes. The identity issues. Yes. Yeah. Because I, they, oh. all of my therapists, they're like, who are you? And I'm like, <laughs> Molly. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't no know, clue. dude. I don't like yeah. take a look at the last twenty people that I've been associated with, and I'm take little bits and pieces of them, and that's me. I don't. I mean, to a certain extent, everybody does that. But when you have borderline personality disorder, you don't have a sense of identity. You don't know who you are. You lack the confidence to say, "This is who I am. This is what I prefer." You don't have those strong values i Which guess you want to so say crazy because literally when she walked in the door she, i was like it's so nice to finally meet you like and, and she was like i think we've you know passed in high school or at some point and i was like yeah, yeah i wanted sure to literally have. be you in high school and she was like no you didn't like i was like <laughs> no i did like i, I swear people say stuff like I'm i like, swear what? to god kimmy barbie <laughs> and kaylee mole were like the people i wanted to be when i like that because y'all were older than me you know and it was oh my god i just thought y'all is... were like the coolest just so different and wow. didn't care about being different Okay, this is a perfect example. But yeah. to hear that you're so yeah. self-conscious about that, I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. I was a cheerleader in uh -huh. high school, and I wanted to be you. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, I was a theater kid in high school. And that's and what I was very, yeah, very was, strange. I was very shy. What? That's ridiculous. Yeah. But, like, I didn't have a circle of friends. Yeah. I was, and I've never, ever had a circle of friends. She it's just a, a... I had friends in, like, in each group. Yeah. Like, I would have, like, one friend in, like, this clique, and then one friend in this clique, and then one friend in this clique, and then I was just somewhere chilling in the middle. Yeah, I had no... But now I know I everybody, no and I hate it. I what people thought of me in high school. I have no clue. Well... Not that... And that's part of it. Well, that's a relief, but... I'm like, but I still don't believe you. Like, yeah. that's the fucked up part is I'm like, no, no. You, you hear it. That's and you're wrong. Still like, no, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm in therapy. Yes. So, yeah. It's fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. I've, I've wondered about that because that's something that I've noticed about myself in a kind of fucked up way. Like, before I got into therapy, I would use it as a weapon. Like, if I wanted a guy to like me, just figure out what he likes and become that. And I am very guilty of that. And then that's when you start dating somebody and then they find out you're insane and then you get the ick and then you leave. Yeah. That's also how you get unhealthy <laughs> relationships too. Which have been all of mine. Like long-term relationships yeah. have all been unhealthy. Uh, almost. I'd say all of mine except for about two were unhealthy. I'm yeah. like a serial monogamist. So that's the sad part is I just... I try to play hard, but honestly, I am very much a serial monogamist. I prefer, yeah. like, if I Agreed. start talking to somebody, I'm not talking to anybody else. Like, I'll delete that. If I'm using an app and I met them off that, I'll delete the app. Or I'll go incognito so that nobody can find me. <laughs> um, That's an option? On Tinder, yes, yes. You can go incognito. I, I, I just can't. 
I can't do it. I don't know why. This is another factor of BPD is having like a, I just said like, somebody okay. smack me. No. <laughs> I think that was the first one. Yeah, you've been doing good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we fixate on people. So we have commonly called your FP, your favorite person. Hyperfixation, baby. And that's how my relationship started. And I didn't understand mm-hmm. between love and infatuation or making that favorite person. I'm sorry, my, <coughs> my Oh, speaking of get it together. My Rad is actually Please tell up. everybody what Rad is. Um, so Rad is reactive airway disorder. But I choose to call it respiratory actually depressed. Okay, no. When she says she chooses to call it this, one day she was like Maybe that's what RAD actually stands for, is that my respiratory system is actually depressed. Keep in mind, <laughs> Alan passed away from respiratory depression. Yeah. So I just look over and stare at her, and she was like, oh my god, <laughs> I didn't think about it. And I was like, so can we not talk about your respiratory system being depressed? Because it's not. You're still here. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it is. It's not good. So, so that's why she is always That's coughing. why I sound the way That's I why she's always coughing. <laughs> And yeah, that is why I'm always coughing. Doesn't go away. And today I'm sounding. All right, I have my sexy stay. voice today. Yeah, your sexy voice. That's what I keep calling it. She sounds so sexy with that Wait, voice. Wait, can we just bring up the if we're going to talk about dark subjects real quick? Can we talk about the fact that 99 percent of our listeners are in the United States? Oh yeah, and that's great. One percent. Of listeners is in Puerto Rico. Oh my god. Shout out to the 1% in Puerto Rico. Okay, Rolo. (laughs) He found his phone finally. He found his phone from that one beach trip and he's been listening and he's probably really disappointed (laughs) in me talking about this. Don't know if I actually mentioned where he passed. He was in Puerto Rico, so that's why it makes it funny. Dark humor. Dark humor is a way of coping for us Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. So. Sorry if that is offensive to anyone. All right. Staying on that topic or on our topic is PTSD. So dating post PTSD. Post 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 traumatic. Um, So post post trauma. How have we dealt with that? My it affects me. I, I can I haven't had much experience in dating period since Alan died. But I can say it has affected me and just the fact that like I'm scared of anybody I end up with is gonna die you know like just that like constantly like that's immediately you know blooming end of the world that's where it affects me that makes sense it's like my thing with the phone ring like don't call me yeah don't call me (laughs) yeah I have a hard time answering phone calls after because um I had to make all the phone calls Mm -hmm. so did I for my sister so I hate talking on the phone now it's a whole thing 10 years of this it's I mean, I hate to be, like, dark, but I'm, like, I've been dealing with this for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it, it doesn't get that much easier. And yeah. how old were you when Matt died? I was seven. Okay. Yeah, so I he was 18. Yeah. And that's when he died from leukemia. So he had cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, um, he went to North Davidson. Right. He was on the football team. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot of people knew him, but he was, well, when I found out he was sick... I then quickly found out he was actually my half-brother, and I had no idea. Wow. So it was just this crazy juxtaposition, like, just figuring that out at seven. And my parents were getting divorced all at the same time. Because of that, or just? 
separate it all, issues. It, just separate issues. They just hated each other. Yeah. It's like so all of that happened. Yeah. And then like they the whammies right after each other. Oh, it was it's been constant. Yeah. It's just something crazy would happen every few years. Like after my sister passed. Each year after that, the subsequent years, one of my grandparents passed. The following four years. Hot me. Yeah. So like I feel like I sound like such a douchebag when I say it like that, but like what else can you say? Like yeah. fuck. <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> That's yeah. I you know, like I I say it doesn't get easier, but you you do get stronger. It's still the same weight, but you're able to carry it better. A little bit better. Yeah. I like the way yeah. that that's worded. That's I a do good too. Way of putting it. Yeah. And that explain that does kind of explain it. It's like it never gets better, but it does get easier. Easier. Because, I mean, just like anything, the more you deal with it, the easier it gets. We're, well, we're going to talk about anxiety. anxiety. That one was, that one's a bad one for me. Oh, that's awful for me. You know, like, I constantly am overthinking everything. Your brain just goes and goes and goes and goes and never stops. It's exhausting. It's like a well, hamster thing, on a wheel. Well, yes. The thing that people that date those of us that have anxiety don't understand too a lot of times is the shutouts I feel like that they're not intentional a lot of times people expect if you're on like a regimen of texting on a regular basis and then you go a day without texting them at all they're mm-hmm. like what's wrong with what, what you're like oh yeah I'll lose my literally, shit you want to see me go Kanye that's a good way to do it like <laughs> literally God. nothing literally nothing is wrong I or just actually everything is wrong. Yeah, but I need a break from this right now. It's not even yeah. this. It's like I, I'm not responding to my friends. I'm not responding to anybody. Like, yeah, do not disturb. Nobody. It's literally, it's not you. It calm down. And that's the hardest thing I think I've had issues with people understanding. Is like, well, and that's not you... even just relationships. That I mean, that's not just dating. That's relationships in general. Like my family being, you know, or anybody being like, "Why don't you respond to me? You're not ever responding." And I'm like, oh, "My family does not I get that. Cannot oh. even comprehend my I don't own have thoughts. a family. <laughs> Shut the Molly. fuck up, Molly. <laughs> I like can't even comprehend my own thoughts, much less respond to your text about. A lost puppy, or about a, you know, yeah, like that's I, a good way to put it. You know, yeah. it's so frustrating. Well, it's a lot to explain, so it's almost easier not to. Okay, but that goes back to my original question, and y'all said not. You said tell everybody all at once, telling everybody like up this, front what tough. your mental illnesses are. Yeah, um, yeah, tough because you got you got to get a feel for them before you you just come out. Just hey, I mean, do you want the list of diagnoses or medications like where do you want me to start do you want the paperwork and do you, yeah, I've got, I have a lot of paperwork you can sign paperwork. into my chart if you'd like um, just link just all know this take notes I haven't had my th- first therapy appointment yet since Alan passed because I've had grief counseling but not like therapy Wow. and okay. it's in November and I'm going to make a powerpoint because I'm like, I'm so tired of explaining to psychiatrists and therapists everything. And it's not even that much to explain. It literally just starts with Ellen dying. So, like, can we just go from there and, like... like yeah, just send it to him. Dude, I have <laughs> so... I have so thought about doing that. As many therapists and psychiatrists... I'm tired of repeating it. 
Yeah, that I just like rattle on through the story and they just look at me in shock and horror. And I'm like, I've had, I'm sorry, but like, they're yeah. like, that's the most fucked up thing I've heard today. You're like, oh, my, my brother had cancer, and then yeah. Hannah is my half brother. Yeah. Child, yeah. My uh, wait, let's see, then... is that everybody? <laughs> wait, <laughs> oh, there was the grandparents. The just, grandparents. Yeah, I just lost my dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I did, yeah. Really? Like recently? Oh, yeah. Recently, sir? Yeah, and well, it was February. But, like, I got her cremated, and I spread some of her ashes on my brother and my sister's graves. Oh, my so. God. Alan's grandparents' dog, Opie, just died, and that was, like, Alan's favorite dog. And they're going to scatter. Yeah. They're going to do the same thing oh, with Alan's grave. So that's cute. awesome. I don't have a grave. <laughs> well. I just had, didn't have that. Yeah. Dad. When Rollo's dog dies, would you like to mix some of his ashes yeah. in with Rollo? I mean, probably. I think he'd like it. He's up there some just chilling. In his box. So, what's your thoughts on dating with anxiety? It fucking sucks, dude. Like I, like I was saying, I constantly overthink everything because I hyperfixate, which it's also a BPD thing, but it's an anxiety thing too. I think that's the worst part. All right, so I can give the all, all like alternative op- opposite POV, opposite point of view on. <laughs> dating with anxiety because Alan had anxiety and he had anxiety from the time I met him until the time he passed. And that was a really hard thing for me to understand because I hadn't been through it. So I, there were often times where I just felt confused or couldn't understand why he he was having panic attacks. He had a panic attack so bad that interrupted his bachelor party and he had to come home early and I was like what no like when he called me and told me I was like go back go back to that one and like I didn't understand but now that I've had panic attacks like that I'm like oh it takes you a while to recover like and you're not really in the mood to party at that point like you've gotten to see both sides of it though yeah but it sucks that I get have to see the other side after he's you know that's true and I always like joke that like he left me two beautiful kids and all his anxiety because I had none. And then he had so much and I'm like, it got transferred. To it got body. transferred to me. <laughs> I had no anxiety. And I just, then all of a sudden was like, oh, like panic attacks constantly. So, and um, mine became significantly worse. I'm like, I always have had depression and anxiety since I was like 16. I think it was my first time I got my diagnosis, but it got like amplified. Like ten times after everything happened with Rillo and my brother, right after and yeah, because yeah, mine mine started like when I was about eight. Yeah, your first and panic attack. My first panic attack. Yeah, I, was I had mine at eight too. That sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm that's, sorry. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. Um. I. Oh God. Who was I? To- I was telling that to you, wasn't I? I just talked about that in therapy the other day because she asked me. She's like, when. When was the first time you had your first panic attack? And I was like, I think I was about eight. And I explained it to her, and she was like, eight years old. And I was like, yeah, that. And so I had to go into that whole spiel. But yeah. I can't tell you that how sucks. many times I called somebody and told, asked them to take me to the hospital because I was having a heart attack. And my, they would be like, okay, I, like, it's are the you physical sure? Symptoms and I was me. like, yeah, it's yeah, so I'm, I'm sure. That this has to be a heart attack. I'm dying. Like, there is nothing else that this could be. And every time leaving the hospital, them being like, it's a panic attack. Take some Klonopin, you'll be okay. Like, 
that's what drove me so crazy because they like downplayed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I well, I was really dramatic, and an ambulance had to come to my job and pick me up and take me to the hospital. I had a panic attack. So. Oh my god! But like, then they downplay it once <laughs> they realize it's not a heart attack or it's not something oh, serious. Sure. They're like, oh, it's just yeah. a panic attack. Like I have heard that from so many nurses, and I'm like. Did you feel this? Yep. <laughs> Did you feel these symptoms? Because don't say just. It's like when people are like, you know, you just had a baby. I'm like, just had a baby? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what that means? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know I, what I went through? <laughs> I just had to take my mom to the hospital, and she told me her symptoms. And I was like, you're either having a panic attack or a heart attack. We have to go to the hospital. She sat there for 25 minutes. Especially She's like, I bet age. it's just a panic attack. Let's go. Fuck this. I don't want to wait. I couldn't argue with her. You can't argue with my mom. So I was like, okay. She went to the doctor a week later. It was probably a heart attack. Oh, shit. She, but she's had so much experience with it that she was like, no, it's fine. No, but see, my problem is that I have panic. I I have panic disorder. So I have panic attacks, but I also have the depressing ass broken heart syndrome, whatever they call that, cardiomyopathy. Yes. And it I all... I like saying it. I, just, I know what? it's like a shitty word to say, but I like saying it like it feels what, good. Broken heart dying. syndrome? No. Oh, cardiomyopathy. Like, it's, like, broken heart syndrome does not it feels good coming off my tongue. I'm like, sorry, I don't have that. No, cardiomyopathy also, like, makes you feel like you're having a heart attack. Ugh. So it's like that on top of a panic attack, I literally mm-hmm. am like, this is it. This is it, guys. This is it. It's the big one. It, it's yeah. the final one. Like, but that's what it's, it's telling never your, <laughs> That's what it's telling your body to feel like Which to get shit. help. Yeah. yeah. Because trash. you're not okay. Okay, so we have a fun little story. We like to keep you guys updated with our household. And I think we did a quote of the week last week, didn't we? I don't. Maybe not. I don't so, know. To be honest. So we wanted to do that, but I don't know if we've done it. That sounds really cool. <laughs> we, we wanted to do that, but I don't know if we've done it. Wait, that actually is one of the best house quotes ever. So one time, I told my dad that I walked in the door and I was like, damn it, I meant to go by this place. Like, and I don't even remember what it was. And my dad is so country and he looks at me and he goes, well, if you didn't do what you needed to do, you should have done it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? What was that? That's my favorite quote. Um, favorite dad quote. Yeah, I have a list. That's that I'm a starting that's in a my country phone. dad. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He I'm, was like, well, if you didn't do what you were supposed to do, you should have done it." I was like, "I don't even understand." I had to think about it for a second. I was like, "If I didn't, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> that makes sense." Um, we were all upstairs, and Mason yelled from the bottom of the stairs, and he said, sailors saying bobble. And he said, do you think she means bottle or Bible? (laughs) And, like, we all started just laughing so hard. And I was... Especially if you know me personally. And I was like, (laughs) um... She definitely means bottle. And Molly just jumps in and was like, um, I think you should try the Bible first. Yep, yep. Let's try the Bible. And I was like, seriously, she didn't, she did not say Bible. She said bottle. Anyways, that was our fun quote. Um, well, I don't know, but he did say he tried the Bible first and it didn't work. So (laughs) she wanted a bottle. It's, she usually does. (laughs) I think everybody here is very invested in our Walgreens story. Um, story about Walgreens fell in love with us. And if you're not invested, then I'm 
Sorry for you. <laughs> but um, Ryan from Walgreens listened to our podcast. He sent us a message and said he listened and that we were the best. So Ryan, we love you. We How love Ryan you? so much. Are you single? <laughs> Molly, stop. We, this is a business relationship. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry Goodness sorry. gracious. All right. Moving on. We also want to give the biggest thank you ever to Kimmy for being here. <laughs> we could not have done this episode without you. And uh, we yeah, appreciate you being there. vulnerable and thanks, guys. just this was awesome. Being the best. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks, Polly. Thanks for coming to thanks. our house. It's getting yeah. to yeah. talking like, about oh my god. mental illness with us. <laughs> you just called it our house. Oh, that's the first time she's ever done that. Did we, did we, did we catch that? Yes, it's still that was, that was a moment. A cult moment. Oh I God. have never called this. She my constantly house. calls it Nina's house. Even at Mason's birthday party, they were like, this is a beautiful house. And she was like, thanks, it's Nina's. And I was like, you you live here. You live here with your son. It's your house. It's a, it's a hard thing for <clears> me to say. <laughs> We just love you guys so much, as always. Kimmy, is there anything you want to say? Guys, I think we covered a bunch. Yeah. Like, I'm excited about it. I'm yeah. so excited. And yeah. I can't wait for everybody to give us feedback. And once again, please write into us, send us messages, emails, whatever. You know, we, just, we love hearing from you. Yeah. As always, stay, stay undead. undead.